Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas B'Shalach for this year, Tavshin Pei Beis. And we start off with the question that many uh, Mepharshim deal with uh, implicitly. Implicitly. But the question that we'll deal with from the Bas Ayin, one of the great Hasidic masters, is what exactly did Kriyas Yamsuf accomplish that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim didn't? Right? Why is it that Klai Yisrael only sung Shira after Kriyas Yamsuf. In this week's Parsha, as we always say, we have the trilogy. We have Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yamsuf, and Maimet Harsinai, the three jam-packed Parshas of Bo, Bishalach, and Yisro, and Mishpatim. Um, and the question is, what is it about the experience of Kriyas Yamsuf, Zekeli Vianveyu, Elokei Aviv Arumenu? How do we look at the two stages? How do we look at the two stages of, of, um, of Geula that took place? And we know that mentioning Kriyas Yamsuf is... Uh, part of our requirements every day in Zechira CCS Mitzrayim, right? It's not finished by, by, uh, Shema. And on Yeshem Al-Kechvashem, we have the Emunah Kalzos, we have the Yatsev Enochon, those paragraphs, and we have Az Yashir as part of the remembrance of Kriyas Yamsuf. So what exactly would it, how do we look at the two stages? How do we look at the two stages? So let's read a Bas Ayin together. He, the Bas Ayin fits it in, um, midrashically to the first couple of psukim in the parsha, uh, we're not going to read the whole thing, but we're going to read his idea. We're going to read his idea that um, is crucial for us. So let's start on line three. There are two stages of katnus, which we might call, again, a katan in halacha is a minor, meaning not a gadol, but there are two stages of, we might call it, immaturity that human beings go through. We're familiar with one stage of maturity, and that is 13 and 12. As we know, is either based on Halacha Moshe Sinai, the Rush writes in a tshuva, or maybe it's based on the, the age of Levi at Shechem, he's called an Ish, and uh, we doing the math, he was 13 at that stage. Okay, but either way, that's godless. But really, says the Bas Ayin, there's two stages of Gabbos. The first stage of immaturity halachically, when he reaches, up until the time he reaches 13 years old, when, he's thir- when he reaches 13 years old, and again, a girl um, is a year earlier, but we're going to focus on a boy, but it's the same parallel. But even after 13, we're not Gedolim yet. And we kind of know that from the idea called teenagehood. But here he says, through that time, even halachically, there's a difference. Twenty years of age is the second stage of godless. Pirish. Katnusu, what does it mean to be a katan? She'ein lo bechinas or Hashem. That we're not totally enlightened and have the ability to have HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the center of our existence. And therefore there's darkness, because Hashem is the source of light. That the light of Hashem is not totally on me. At the beginning of my avodah, I'm not even 13 yet, I don't have a recognition of Echad. Echad is Gematria 13. So before I'm 13, says the Basayan, I can't even focus, right? I'm so 
egotistical. I'm so focused on myself, right? A child, a toddler is all about me, me, me. It's hard. We try to um, train and educate our young children, but naturally it's hard. Right? We don't understand. It could be, again, in parentheses, sometimes we say a childish, naive emuna. Right? We should have emuna like a child, like a five-year-old. You just tell them Hashem this, Hashem that, and they'll, they'll, they'll accept it. But as one starts getting older, and in terms of Havana understanding, the uniqueness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so that, up, up until 13, that, that, that we can't have that. That's the first stage of katnus. How he fills all the worlds, and there's no place empty of God or godliness. So then we're in darkness. We're in halachic darkness. That's why there's no chiv and mitzvahs yet. Because after all, how can you be chayv and mitzvahs when we're, when we're living in a darkness, when we don't have the abilities yet? Again, with, that, with exceptions, but we don't have the abilities yet to, to understand and to connect with the oneness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We think we know everything. We think we have all the wisdom. We're somewhat arrogant. I'm sorry. So that's up until, that's up until 13. But once we get past 13, so we can understand Achdus Hashem and that there is a there is a God and the oneness of Hashem. But we don't fully recognize how He's control of me, how He's in control of my life, and the specific prate pratos of Hashgacha that He's involved in every aspect of our life. That it takes a 20 year old. Because in teenagehood, the natural state is one of, you know, not that way. I was once visiting a, a big rav, and I was meeting with him about a certain topic, and then one of his teenagers' sons walked in. It was a Moti Shabbos. He walked in. Dad got some money, gives him some money, goes out. And he said to me at the time, I didn't have teenagers yet, but at the time he said, teenagers, Suffolk Chaya, Suffolk Behema. It says, they take off at 13, and you hope they come down Hope they come down on their feet about age 20. But that's what he says here. Even halachali, I didn't quote, give it to you, but in the footnotes, it discusses that there, there's certain types of, of real estate sellings, the Gemara of Basra talks about, that only at age 20 we would trust. But when we're after 30, before 20, we feel that we know everything. We didn't get to the 20. 20 is a chaf. A chaf, if you look at it, symbolizes bent over, a bent letter. When we recognize Hashem is above me, so we have the ability to, to and the maturity to recognize Echad, to know Echad, but what does that have to do with me? Sheyavin b'chisus erkov avodasal Hashem, that's only at 20, v'hu b'chinas chashchus, b'chinas gasus aruach, v'chulu. And he continues, a couple lines down, b'chinas chaf kefufa, b'chinas hachna, when we reach 20, then we can have the ability of, of humility and, and bending in front of God. And then we could get to Or. That's Or Bishlemus. One could say maybe that's why, right, there are sources that say up till age 20, we're not punished. Remember that was Yitzchak Avinu's uh, part of his defense against us in, in Shabbos.Petes, where he says, well, what they do anyway? You can't hold them responsible before age 20. Why? Because according to this, because they don't have the Or totally. 
Only at age 20 do we go to, do we get the ability to have a personal redemption. Those are the two stages of personal geula, personal maturity of every individual from 13 and then 20. These are the two stages, though, also that the Bas Ayin says happened Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsuf. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we recognize Hashem Echad. Hashem is all-powerful. Hashem exists and does what He wants. But that He <laughs> is involved in my life, that was one step further of Kriyas Yamsuf as we walked through the water and we saw the Mitzrayim at the same time. It wasn't just over there the Mitzrayim are having it and over here we're, we're, there's a hafrada. But here even within, right, we, we talk about it in, in, in Ve'emuna Kalzos that at the same time that we're being saved, the Mitzrayim are drowning. It says that was the stage of Kriyas Yamsuf, the second stage of maturity that we needed as a nation. And he says that's the double Ashon. Remember the promise? How do you know that it's going to happen? Whoever says Pakod Yifkod. Right, Yosef promised, whoever says, Pakod Yifkod, Hashem will redeem you. Shnei Pekidos. Pekida Kadma, Hainu Bechinas Yitzia, Mechashkos Vishona, going out of the first stage of darkness. Leo Bechinas Yurgimu, Bechinas Echad, to get the Echad, Lahaven Achtus Hashem. Ubechinas Shnia, Bechinas Yitzia, Mechosha Katna Shnia, and that's to get to, to get to Kaf. And then he says, fascinating. One other word in Tehillim that alludes to this. Ushtei Bechinas Elu, top left. Nikram Bechinas Einin. We have to open up our eyes to see, to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sheish Loi Naim Liros Bechinas Or. We can see the light. And that's what David HaMelech says. Gal Einai V'yabita. Gal Einai, reveal my eyes. V'yabita Niflos Bitorasecha. So I could see the wonders of your Torah. Gal, Gal is Gamashia 33. That's 20 and 13. Gal Enai, let my eyes have these two stages of, of revelation so I could see your niflos. Pirish. Jadavid Amelach Allah Vashalom Ispalo, David Davin. Shayasik Vishlame Shtebachinos and Iskalael, the Yud Gimel and the Chaf. And that's Gamatria of Gal. And that's why he says, Az Yashir is Yashir, not sure, but Yashir at that stage. At that stage, we reached a certain level of national maturity, not just of a bar mitzvah boy, but of somebody who's 20, who's totally mature enough to recognize the shlita that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has on our, on our lives and all the pratim of our lives. Okay, and he works it out again. I didn't give you the continuation. He works it out into the first couple of sukkim in the parsha. That's why we're doing this, doing this first. Okay. Moving right along to the first section of the of the parsha, so Paro sends us out. We're wandering in the desert. He takes us around. We know all of the Ma'amari Chazal. The question is, asked the Eilah Hadvarim of Schlesinger in source number two. There seems to be opposite Chazals, even on these first couple of psukim that go in different directions. Go in different directions. He sent us out. And the Gemara says in Masechah's Megillah, turning over, Vayehi b'shalach paro? Vayehi is a Lashon Tsar, the Gemara says. And I said, oh no, maybe Vayehi b'meh is a Lashon Tsar. But Vayehi is a little, is a word that we don't always, doesn't always suggest full simcha. So what's it doing here? 
But then says the Eilat Varim, three differences amongst Chazal on these first couple of psukim. Od yesh lahavin. Kama me psukim amuvon betchilas ha-parsha shenirim l'chor asosrim zedzeh. There's contradictions within these psukim. Michad Gisa, first it says, Hashem took us a certain way, not near the plishtim, or derech eres plishtim, why? Ki karavu, peninachim ha'am berosam ha'chama. They'll be scared v'shavu mitzrayma. Right, what do you see from that pasik? We'll be very nervous, we'll be scared. We don't have such confidence in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Klomar ye morach leiv v'pachad. Oi, what's going to be? We're going to be nervous. Hashem has to take us a certain way because we're going to give up. But what about the next Pasuk? What is Chamushim? Rashi quotes a couple of Pshatim. One of them is Ein Chamushim Elamizuyanim. We were armed. We were ready for battle. Shenemar Vatem Tavru Chamushim. And the Gemara, Yerushalmi, Mizuyanim Mechamish Aser Minezayin. We had 15 different weapons. So we were giborim. We were ready to fight. Yatsu mitoch hachlatagamura. Let's say so lilachem. We're going to fight for our freedom. So were they scared or were they not scared? One problem. Right? Two psukim. Va'od, where I wrote number two. Mechad gisa v'yasi v'lokim esa'am. Hashem took us around. Pirish Rashi, hesiba min haderech hapshuta l'derech akuma. He took us around in a diagonal pattern because it wouldn't have been good. Right? We were on top of the world. Get different impressions. And finally, what does it say in a couple of psukim from now? We scream out. We screamed out to Hashem. And Rashi quotes, Tafsu umnasavosam. We did what our forefathers did. We've spoken in the past about Rav Yeruchim on this Pasuk. Dafka now, they got the secret of tefillah where there's nowhere else to turn. Not forward, not back, only up. They scream to Hashem, If they're davening, they obviously believe. You can't pray to a non-entity. So obviously, if they're davening, it means they recognize they recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Viz etzem ha-tfila. Hi ho-chacha. Shaliba maya mali b'emuna. Mali b'emuna. Look at Rav Pinkus in his Sefer, Sharm B'tfila. He talks about what sa'aka is. It's a guttural scream to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He goes through all ten types or thirteen types he has. All the different types of tfila. So here's sa'aka and za'aka. That's all presupposing and given that they believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That they believe that Hashem is going to save them. What does it say? Right nearby. Why do you bring us out? There aren't enough graves in Egypt. We would have just died in Egypt. I wish I would have died in Makas Choshech. They at least had Kvura. What are we going to have? So what's going on here? Were they confident in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or were they not confident? Were they focused on davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu or not? Od Yesh So again, why does it start off with the word Vayahi, which is somewhat 
unclear whether it's Simcha or Tsar, all of these contradictions. And then, Od Yesh Lahavin, finally, last question. Mashadarshu Chazal, the Chazal Darshan in Shira Shirim. Kishoshana Ben Achochim, Rebeliezer Pirish Amikra Begeulis Mitzrayim. Mashoshana, a rose amongst thorns. Mashoshana Zuk, she Nisuna Ben Achochim, Kashta Labayla Lalokta. If there is a rose surrounded by thorns, it's hard to take the rose out without getting cut. So to the geula, the geula was tough. What does it mean that it's tough for Hashem? Nothing's tough for Hashem. What was difficult? What was difficult? And what's the exact muscle of a rose amongst the thorns? Says the Eila Hadvarim. And he doesn't quote, but he quotes, this is based on various mafarshim. <coughs> you get the impression a number of mafarshim put this together. A number of mafarshim say this, and he alludes to this also about Parshas Kisisa. But here we're having it in Parshas Bishalach. He named Anu Shinuyim Rabim, Bimiyuchad Beparshatenu, very often in the Torah, especially in these Psukim here, there's a difference in what we're called. What are we called in the Torah? Shakarish Barakhu Mechanez Banav, how does he call his children us? Pame Mechunim Bene Yisrael, Upamechunim Haim Ha'am. Sometimes we're called the Jewish people, Bene Yisrael, sometimes we're called the nation, the Am. Says Elah Hadvarim, now read the Psukim in the beginning of the Parsha. Now everything flows. There were different groups. There was Am, there was Bene Yisrael. Right, if you look back in Kisisa, also by the Egel, you have this discussion. There were two groups. Hopefully we know which was the majority group. One group heard about the upcoming redemption. And believed. They did all the preparations. Let's say something Mitzrayim. And this Kfutsa Nikris Batorah, that's B'nai Yisrael. That's the Jewish people. Kfutsa Shnia, Haisa Zusha Shaka Beshiba. These were those that were there for so many centuries. They gave up hope. They gave up hope. The Avodas Perech, Hishlimim Im Hamatzav, oh, just leave us. They were made shalom with the situation. Just forget it. Just let me be, let me live out my days in this jail. And it's not going to happen. And guess what? When they went out, maybe they started thinking a little bit, but once the Mitzrayim started coming after them, I knew it. I knew it. Forget it. We should have stayed. And that kvutz is called the Am. And now look at the Pesukim. Why is it Vayahi Lashon Sar? Because it's the Am. Because the Am, it was hard for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, because they didn't want to go out. And that's why it starts with the Vayahi. That's why it starts with the Vayahi. The Balaturim says, is Gematria Erev Rav. That's why. That's the first Psakim. It's the Am. We're not worried about B'nai Yisrael's behavior. They will never want to go back. But, 
But vachamushim alu bnei Yisrael, bnei Yisrael were chamushim, me'eretz Mitzrayim. Lo ha'am alu chamushim ela bnei Yisrael heim shalu chamushim u'muzuyanim with a clay nashek. Continuing, it's meduyik. Vayikach Moshe asmos Yosef imel. Moshe took the bones. Kishbiashbias bnei Yisrael. Pakod Yifko, they believed. They believed in the Gula and taking the bones. Esmiashbia Yosef lo as ha'am. Yosef wasn't mashbia the ha'am. Bnei Yisrael, by Yechazik Hashem is lef paro by Yirdov Achrei Bnei Yisrael uVnei Yisrael Yotzim Biad Rama Bnei Yisrael Yotzim Biad Rama Gvura Mufureses and it continues, it continues. Next page, paro came close. Who davened? By Yitzaku Bnei Yisrael El Hashem Ha'am and Enut Soeik. The Am just gave up. Ha'am who miyuash. Let's go back. And Moshe says to Moshe, Right, that's not B'nai Yisrael. That's the Am. That's the Am. But you're Moshe El Ha'am Al Tiro. His Yatsvuru is Yeshua Hashem. It's B'nai Yisrael in Surah Lachazek. You don't have to be Machazek, the B'nai Yisrael. They know. They're trusting. They're davening. Just the am you have to give chizik to. The am. And the Pasuk says, B'nai Yisrael came in. Who went into the water? Again, there's Gemara in Sota. Who went in first? It's fascinating, two different days in Sota. Did all the Shvatim, were they all fighting who's going to jump in first? And then Binyamin jumped in? Or were they all fighting? Nobody wanted to jump in first. And then Nachshman Eminadav jumped in. Sheva Yehuda. Two different days. Misota. Nachshman Eminadav was a more famous one. But who does it? B'nai Yisrael went in. They went in. Oz Yashir Moshe uvene Yisrael. Ha'am. Afshikfar Hecha Lahamin. The Am started to believe. Vayiru Ha'am Es Hashem. They started to believe. Because how could you not? Bekriyas Yamsuf. But still. And this is the Am. The Am. And he says, look in the end. But Parshas Kisisa as well, the Am, the Am. So first of all, this is a beautiful way of understanding and reading the Pesukim, but also, you know, we could take it as a message. You know, when, when we're hopeful and we're being mitzapel Yeshua, and, you know, the Rambam says part of the Animamin is not just to believe that Mashiach is going to come, but to hope for it to come. And for yearn, to yearn for it to come, we have to make sure we're B'nai Yisrael and we're not the Am. We're not the nation, and you might be, we're not the nation of Hashem. We're the children, B'nai Yisrael. We're the nation. We're Hashem's nation. And we have to make sure that we have that optimism, that positivity, that <coughs> the Geula is in the process. And even though it seems like, you know, the world is chaotic, and the world has different, different type of chaos now than it's had maybe in, in centuries, but we believe HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Balabira. Hashem's in charge. Hashem is leading the way to the destiny of the world. And we have to make sure that we're on the B'nai Yisrael team and not the Am team. Okay. Once we're talking about Geula, if you look at the Darkei Musar of Naiman, Yudalad, Yudalad. Right on the Pasuk of Hashem Yilachem Lachem Vatem Tacharishon. Hashem's fighting for you. So he wrote the following in Source 5, right? If you look at the end of the, we don't have to turn over yet, but at the end of Source 6, which is the end of the piece, it says, these words were written, Nechtav Achar Milchemet 
Tavshin Chav Zion, after 1967. But this was written after the Six-Day War. This thought. I guess the following year, because that was in June. Right? The following year, Bishalach, this was written, unless he just said it then, and, and then they just put it in the Sefer uh, here. Says the Darki Musar, Doreinu Zacha Liros Nisim Gluyim. Once we're talking about Kriyas Yamsuf, one of the greatest miracles. He says, our generation, 1967, we were to witness miracles. Open miracles. The previous generations were much more righteous than us. They didn't see what we saw in 1967. Millions of Arabs all around us. And the fear and the trepidation that was in everybody's bones leading up to the war. Omrim, so, so how is it? Omrim b'shema admar echad. He quotes from a Rebbe. Az yimale schok pinuk. She Mashiach yavo yeschok gadol. When Mashiach comes, it's going to be a schok. Why, what's the schok? Ki heina hayu bedoros kobim v'leim go'on v'tzadikim. V'kulam yirei Hashem u'mashiach lo ba. Because we're going to say, what a joke, that in all the generations of the tzadikim, Mashiach didn't come. And in this generation, in the ikvus of the Mashiach, that's when it came, that's the schok. Okay. But the question he asks is, so why was this generation Zohar to such miracles? Why? Why? Why is it? And he quotes based on a Chovos Halavavos, based on a Chovos Halavavos, based on a message. So he says, we'll just read the Pirush of it. On the next page, there was a, a chassid that didn't have what to eat, what to dress, and what to fire. But I'm not giving up my connection to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But he continues and says, when Amuna is apparent, they don't need the miracles. They're focused. They're connected. But in our generation, in the 1960s, says the Dark Musar, we're so distant. Belief is so not on the table to so many Jews. If Hashem wouldn't show us the miracles, and we would be decimated. So then what? The little, the little wick that's, that's left, the little flicker of Judaism, you know, would be totally extinguished. So we needed the miracles. The miracle of 1948, and then the miracle, the Against nature miracles of 1967. Remember, Yaakov Kamenetsky, we spoke about that last week. Why? Remember the, the Malachim? We were over the Avodah Zara in Mitzrayim. Why do we deserve to be redeemed? Hashem had to bring them up. Again, ultimately, they became the Dardea. The Dardea with the Mon and the Be'er. But at this stage, what mitzvahs did they have? Says the Dark Musar, Hashem needed to give it to them, to give them chizik. 
And he says that answers the Eben Ezra's kasha. Right, we just said that they had some they had some weapons. So why didn't Hashem just allow them to fight and they would win? To come up with Kriyas Yamsuf. Tell Moshe, turn around and start fighting, and I'll help you win. So they had they had weapons. So that's the Ebenezer. Why did Hashem have to have to do this miracle? Whenever there's an unneeded miracle, there's a kasha. Why, why was it needed? Hanukkah. He didn't want them to do milchama because what would happen if they would win the war? What would they think? What might they think? Especially, just to put this together with the previous, there was a large portion of Am there, not just B'nai Yisrael. It was awesome. It was our strength. This was the beginning of the relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem yilachem lachem. Ba'atem tacharishim. Hashem's got this one. Hashem's going to do it. Kriyas Yamsuf higia am Yisrael madrega gedol of aniskavash ish bemuna the highest levels. Rosa shivcha layam mashlori yecheska bembuzi zekeli vianveyu viacharishi higia kvar higia am Yisrael madrega kazos. Kadosh Baruch Hu says, okay, once you reach this madrega, next time you'll fight. Next time you'll fight. It's fascinating if you think about it. If Kriyas Yamsuf, Hashem says, don't do anything, then what do you have at the end of the parasha? Lochem HaSamalek. Lochem HaSamalek. Because Hashem says, once you have Kriyas Yamsuf, hopefully there's no danger of kochi v'osim yadi. Yolchon latem lochon ba'malek. Right? But even then, if you remember the mission in Rosh Hashanah, Moshe Rabbeinu holds his hands up, and when he held his hands up, that's when they, they remembered. Gam etzleinu. So now the Darki Musa returns. B'yamei HaMolchama, so to hear. In 1967, we realized, we realized it was not us. It wasn't just the Chachma of the Israeli army. It was Nisim and Flos that Hashem gave them the Chachma. You know what happens? Bishalach, right? Bishalach was months later. So, you know, people forget, people start reinterpreting, people start uh, having different Pshatim of what happened. V'nishar kamokodim, and we go back to what we were before. Avomishu mamin, but somebody who believes be'emes nishar etzlo haroshim l'tamid, you can't forget this. Who misalem izeu makavaki kederash aslan kash baruch nisim b'sheishas hayamim kishem shehu asa lano nisim in the six day war kach yasa lano nisim hala. We daven for future, and he says <coughs> he says b'shabbos lefnei melchama on the Shabbos before the war. Somebody said to him, Hundreds of millions of Arabs. How, could we, how, how are we going to do it? And I quoted him the Pasuk. The Pasuk previously. Right? What does that mean? Who's in charge? And if you have that emuna. So that that's it, but it has to last. Iker ha'ikarim ha'idna shanatzuichem l'schazik be'emunas Hashem isparach. Who believe in a Torah? We have to remember to recognize that Hashem Baruch Hu is in charge. And as we recreate Yamsuf, we have to recognize and remember all the nisim and niflos Hashem did throughout history, and He could do them. He could bring us back. Erenu niflos, what we daven for. 
we daven for it. Some of the Nevi'im say that all the Nisan that took place already will be, will, will be nothing, will pale in comparison to what is in store for us uh, in the future, and that is what we, and that is what we daven for. Okay. Rabbi Bachai, in the next source on the Pasuk Yudal Chavzayin, Pasuk says, this is the Pasuk of Gris Yamsuf. Moshe puts his hands up. Right, he put up his hand, split the water, he split up his hand, the water goes back. So Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar here quotes a Pirkei Derbalazar. This Pirkei Derbalazar is the basis, I think we've quoted in the past, a major machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban, how to understand life and miracles. But the Rabbeinu Bachai here, interestingly, who usually follows the Ramban, much of Rabbeinu Bachai's commentary is, is Ramban-based, and he expands. Here, he almost verbatim quotes the view of the Rambam about how to view miracles, but it's based on the Pirkei Der Belazer. Fourth line. Lo im hayam bilvad hisna kadosh baruchu. Well, as a previous line. B'medrash. Tanai hisna, what is the eitano? Eitano, you could also read it as the word tanai, condition. Hashem made a condition with water. Sheyikra lefnei Yisrael, that the water will split in front of Am Yisrael. Amr Rabbi Lazar, lo im hayam bilvad is HaKadosh Baruch Not only with the Yam did Hashem make a Tanai. Ela im kom hashenivra b'maysebrashis. Everything that was created in maysebrashis was created al Tanai, that at certain times in history, something was, <coughs> something might change. For example, I told the sun and the moon at my sabracious at, at that during the times of Yoshua, you're going to stop. I told the ravens to bring food to Elio and Avi. I told fire not to burn Hanani Mishal Vazarya. When they were thrown into the Kivshana Eish. Tzivisu ha'arayos, lo yazigul Daniel. I told lions, usually you should be ferocious, but when you're with Daniel in the lion's den, don't touch him. What is the message? What does this mean? Tzivisu has a dog, shiakiyas yona. I commanded the fish to spit yona out. Says Rabbeinu Bachai. You know what you see from this medrash? Every miracle that ever took place in the history of the world was pre-programmed for my sabracious. It wasn't that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyocho decided at a certain point to change history. The Rambam says the exact same thought both in Maranavuchim and in his commentary on Pirkei Avos, where it talks about the miracles that were created. Ulafizeh, line four. Lo hayashinui b'teva. Habria, what does it mean? Hashem already during my sabrashis talked about Yonah and Yoshua and Elio and Chamashal Vazarya. There was never a shinui ateva b'bria chadasha b'shum davar mishesis imabrashis ve'elach. There was never a change. Ki kolanisim v'haosos v'amosim. All the miracles. Shenasu acharechein hakol chusmu b'teva kvar. Hashem already programmed it in nature. Water, Hashem told water when he created water, generally you should flow downstream and not split. But at this point in history, you're going to split. He already pre-programmed it. 
So the Rambam basically holds, and this is where Rabbi Bachai says here, there's no such thing as a miracle. It's just teva that we're not used to. Usually teva is something that happens all the time, but everything else is pre-programmed too. Nothing new. When water was created, it had this teva. When Shemesh was created, the Ramban, if you remember, on last week's Parsha, very famous Ramban, does not say this. And it's somewhat opposite. right? The Ramban there says there's no such thing as teva. Everything is nes. And you have to believe it. You don't have a chelik in Taras Moshe Rabbeinu unless you believe everything is nes v'chulu. But this is based on the Medrash. And this is how he explains Chazal le'esano that there's a t'nai with Maisa Breshas. Again, we can learn from both views of the great Rishonim of the Rambam and of the Ramban. Okay. Let's talk about an unkelis. Let's talk about an unkelis in Az Yashir. So the Pasuk says in Az Yashir, that we say every morning, with the ruach of your nostrils, the water stood up. What's ne'ermu from the word arema? Arema is a bundle. You stand up a bundle. What does the unkelis say here? Unkelis we only appreciate by the harder psukim, right? by Yashir, by Hazinu, by Parshas Vayachi. But Unkelis is always telling us something. Uvemeimar pumach, with the word of your mouth, chakimumaya. The water acted wisely. By standing up straight, the water acted wisely. Uveruach apecha ne'ermumayim. Ask the Ber Yosef, what was the chachma of the water here? What did the water do? Hashem slash Moshe split the water. Moshe put up his stick, Hashem told him to do it. So what, what, kind of, what kind of wisdom here? What's the wisdom of the water? Question one. Question two. What's the next Pasuk? Right after this wisdom of the water. The enemy says, right, five, five words in the straight that start off with an Aleph. The enemy says, I'm going to run after B'nai Yisrael. I'm going to run into the water. What's the connection between these two Pesukim? Asked the Bar Yosef. The water acted wisely, the water stood up, and the enemy says, I'm gonna run and I'm gonna run after I'm gonna run after Am Yisrael. Mivur Mizeh, says the Bar Yosef. Shayakan Chachma Varma Misalamaim. The Ishlav and Azar Mimus. The Chachma Sukanamayim. What was the Armimus? Halo Bain Bikiyasam Vikfiusam. The Khin Khazar Maitanam. Hakolai Dishita Moshe's Yanto. It's all Moshe. It's all Moshe. And then the Mechilta, he quotes that Omar er, Oyev Erdof should have been written beforehand. Why is it stuck in here, in the middle of Az Yashir? See, he says a thought that really connects to something that we discussed last week. Last week we discussed the Eish Tamid and the Makkah of Choshech. So this relates to that exactly, but he, it, it, it adds on. It adds on. The Efshel of Arabazeh, he says, the Mechilta tells us, and Rashi quotes it, that we know that it wasn't just Kriyas Yamsov that split, all water in the world split. Right, every bathtub split. Every bathtub, every cup of water, every river, all water in the world split. Shebeshichin, v'shebamaras, v'shebekad, v'shebekos, v'shebeslochis, v'yibaku amayim. Says the Ber Yosef, 
Moshe only split the water of the Yamsuf. The water, so to speak, with its wisdom, the water is a tool of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The water split all waters in the world. Hashem was only Mitzvah to split the water. Again, it's a hard concept. What does that mean? Remember, like Bracious, Hashem wanted the fruit to be taste like the, the tree to taste like the fruit, and the tree did this. So again, it's inanimate objects giving us a message here. But what does it say? The Hashem said the water should split. Only Yamsuf. But what happens? All the water split. So how does that help us? What's the wisdom? Vihine. And this relates to last week. If it was only the Yamsuf that split and no other waters that split, they wouldn't have run after them. Right? They saw the water split. They probably got calls from their, from their families in Mitzrayim. Hey, all waters are splitting. Really? It must be that at this point in history, all water is meant to split. If all waters split in the world, then they don't realize that there's something specific and miraculous going on here. Only if only here it splits would they not have gone in. Because then they would have said, what's going on here? If it was only the Yamsuf, they wouldn't have followed them into the Yam. But once they saw that all the water split, and that was a Hosafa of the water... So that's what misled them and led them into the Yamsuf. That was the Chachma of the water. Dafka, the Chachma of the water, was what led them, Amar Oyev Erdov Asik, that they're going to run in. Once they saw it was all the water, what is this? Oh, they thought this is what's happening to all the, all the waters in the in the world. And that's what misled them. And that's what he continues, <coughs> again, connecting it to what we saw, what we saw last week. Turning the page, That's why they went in, and that was the Chachma of the water. Uh, and that is what misled them. That is what misled them. <coughs> he just adds on, he adds on beautifully in the footnote. Maybe this was Mida Kenegin Mida. Because question that we've dealt with in, in past years in Parshas Lech Lecha. Remember the question of the Rishonim? Why were the Mitzrayim punished? After all, it was already forecast. <laughs> Hashem said to Avraham, by Brisbane Abbasarim, you know, you're going to be in a strange land, and you're going to be subjugated, and then you're going to go out. It was already forecast to Avraham Avinu. Right? So why were they punished? Why were they punished? So the Ramam has his answer, Oh, well, maybe each one of them could have said, you know, I'm not going to do it. But the Ramban and the Ravid both say, no, no, no. The Brisbane Ebisarim was that they would be servants in a strange land, but that their babies would be killed, that they would be worked avodas perech. They went above and beyond anything that was commanded by God. That's the Ramban. That's the Ravid. So says the Ber Yosef, beautiful. The Mitzrayim went above and beyond in how they acted to us. So their punishment was that the water went above and beyond and went beyond what it was supposed to do. They pushed us down more <coughs> than they should have, than was forecast. The water 
split more than was forecast, and that was the Mida Kenegan Mida, how they were all punished. Again, he continues and, and writes this, but again, that's uh, an amazing Be'er Yosef. Okay, let's try to squeeze in two more thoughts. Uh, <coughs> one from, uh, first one from Rabbi Ganak here in the Birchaz Yitzchak. He quotes from Rav Aaron Soloveitchik. That we know the, the Shira, the Azyashira in the Torah is written in what's called Ariach Agabilavena, which means brick on half brick. There are spaces. It's not written like the Gemara says in Megillah a few weeks ago, we had it in Dafyomi, that the, the Asar Haman, the sons of Haman were written all in a row, all on the right side, and on the left side, and the space in the middle, but it's written all stacked. Stacked, not right on top of each other. There's a lot of empty spaces in the Azyashir, in the Ariach Agabilavena. Why is that? So explains of Aaron Soloveitchik. Give enough time to read it all inside. But explains of Aaron Soloveitchik because when you sing, there's so much in the song that is unsaid. There's so much in the song that's it's the feelings in between. It's the empty the empty spaces in Az Yashir symbolize the unspoken words that are being expressed in the song. The Yisodian Yinshira who lo mashenemar v'nechtav, elamasha lo nemar v'shiyev shalavate. Sometimes in Judaism there's something called a nigan, a nigan, a nigan doesn't have any words. So what are you expressing? There could be so much expressed in a nigan. Emotions. You could tell a story with a nigan, but where that's the empty spaces in the song, and that's the empty spaces in Az Yashir. And then he says, Venera, that's from Rav Aram. But then Rabbi Ganak says, maybe that's the Kedusha of Shira Shirim. Shira Shirim is called the ultimate song. Why is it the ultimate song? So he explains, as Rashi explains, because Shira Shirim has no pshat. It's all drash. The only safer like that. Maybe also Divri Hayamim. But there's, there's no pshat. So it's Ke'ilu, it's all hidden. The entire safer is a song that the messages are hidden. So it's all in what's hidden. It's all as if the, it's as if the whole the whole sheer is empty spaces, because there's no pshat. We look at it as the depth and the drash that is behind the scenes. He continues in the second half asking the question that we asked before, that we started off this year with, in terms of a, um, why B'nai Yisrael didn't say Shira till after they went at him, till, till Kriyas Yamsuf, he gives another answer that we're not going to focus on about, you can only sing Shira if you're totally free. They weren't free yet at the first moment. But I just wanted to end off with, I don't know if we've done this before in the past from other Svarim, but just the Remez of the Vilna Gon. A Remez of the Vilna Gon in one word in the end of the parsha. We know the end of the parsha talks about Amalek, and the pasuk says, "The simba aznei Yoshua ki macho emche, macho emche ezecha Amalek b'tachas Hashemayim." I'm going to erase the geula will happen with the Amalek. I'm going to erase him b'tachas Hashemayim. Maybe this is a remez to the future ki yadokes ka. But says the gra emche, emche that word aleph mem ches hey alludes to the four leaders that we had, three, uh, four of the leaders that we had for the Gulas Mitzrayim. Aaron, Moshe, Chur, and Hashem. Hey, is always Hashem. That's Emche. Those are the four. Right? We know Aaron and Chur held up Moshe Rabbeinu's hands. 
at the, in the Amalek story. So Aaron Moshe Chorin Hashem. Bavel, Geulas Bavel. Right, the story of Purim, Esther, Mordechai, Charvona, and Hashem. <coughs> right, the four. And Geula Ha'asida, Eliyahu, Mashiach, what's Ches? Ches is the Gemara in Sukkah, Daphne Beis, talks about the eight um, princes that are going to help bring Mashiach, and Hashem, of course, the hay at the end. So Amalek is about one Geula, but with that word of Emche, we daven and we pray that the Geula Hasidah comes and Keshem Shezachinu to Kriyas Yamsuf and Rasa Ma'ashiv Chalayamash Laroi Cheskel and Buzi Halavai, we should be Zochet to see amazing miracles like Arash gives us. We know we can do it. We've seen it in our Dar. May he do bring those miracles very soon in our generation. Okay, we'll stop here.